your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max, a deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. And now your host for the evening, here's Sandy Max. On this snowy evening, thanks for joining me. I am excited about the show. You get to hear and experience culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world. We call it What's on Tap. I am Sandy Max, and on the show tonight, snow is finally here. There are a lot of people in Wisconsin who are ready to have fun in it. And Granite Peak General Manager Greg Fisher is going to join us to update us on how to make the most of the snow on the slopes in our state. But right now on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline, please welcome on Milwaukee pop culture editor and film critic Matt Miller. Matt, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm staying warm. I am making soup. I am doing wonderful. (laughs) And this is good streaming and viewing weather for sure. It is perfect streaming weather. If there are some Oscar nominees or some movies that you want to catch up on on the past year that you weren't able to get to, I think now tonight is a perfect time unless, you know, you got a shovel, which in that case, it's an even better time. Put that off until tomorrow. (laughs) Indeed. Now, I want to get your thoughts on the Golden Globe Awards because this is the first chance I've had to kind of think about it, talk about it, uh, about my takeaways. But there was breaking news in the local art scene today with the abrupt resignation of Milwaukee Film CEO Jonathan Jackson. And it seems to be on good terms, just a new chapter. But this is kind of seismic in our art scene. Yeah, I mean, Milwaukee, Jonathan Jackson has basically been with Milwaukee Film and the Milwaukee Film Festival since its beginnings in 2008. And technically even further back than that, he worked with Milwaukee International Film Festival before Milwaukee Film uh, so, yeah, the, the film festival really was kind of a, a Jonathan Jackson. You know, he was one of the kind of brains behind it, and he was one of the key people who made it what it was. And what it is, is one of the largest regional festivals in the country. It's not a premier festival like, you know, Toronto or New York or Sundance or Telluride. But for what it does, it is a massive and immaculately important cultural touchstone here in the city because, I mean, a lot of the movies the Milwaukee Film Festival brings in and that Milwaukee Film brings in through the Oriental since they purchased, uh, since they took over control of that in 2018, uh, a lot of those movies wouldn't be coming to Wisconsin or at least certainly to Milwaukee otherwise. So as a movie fan, I, I cannot thank him enough for what he did over the past 15, 16 years helping to bring a a lot of movies that otherwise would totally have bypassed Milwaukee over these past years. And his leadership certainly during the pandemic has to be commended, but he was visionary before that by acquiring the lease for the Oriental Theater. And with 2020 happening, that was a real chance for him to get the support of some real generous benefactors in our city to really preserve such a beautiful historic landmark in our city. And the pivot that they did during the pandemic was really impressive. A lot of festivals weren't able to pull off the kind of, you know, tightrope act that Milwaukee Film did, where, you know, they were able to still have a festival the year of the pandemic. And yes, it was virtual and not in person, but at least it was something, at least it was something to keep Milwaukee Film and the festival going and in the spotlight and still being able to put films both local and national in front of people's faces uh and obviously now they've they've gone we've gone back to to normal now in terms of you know screenings but 
I don't know if that's the same. A lot of film festivals had to really recalibrate after 2020 because, I mean, in in the case of a lot of them, they had to just completely cancel based on the timing. Um, And thankfully, they didn't have to do that. And they found a really great way to still bring things to people during those very strange times. And I think he's certainly built a legacy. I, I think a lot of us are surprised and disappointed by this news just in that he was such a passionate leader and has such a passion for film, I'm sure that that hasn't gone away inside him. So I'm very interested to find out where he goes after his leave of absence. But I think Milwaukee Film, in already naming an interim CEO in Ann Reed, who's uh, the president and CEO of the Wisconsin Humane, Humane Society in the past, but they're already moving forward. They've got their film festival coming up in April. Um, I feel like he's left a strong foundation and, a, and an organization that shares that passion and commitment to growing the film business and culture here. Absolutely. And I'm not scared for Milwaukee film whatsoever. Uh, I I do think losing Jonathan Jackson, you know, you're never, it's never good. You know, it's kind of like when Devontae Adams would be hurt on the Packers back in the day, like the team (laughs) is still good, but boy, you you do like having Devontae Adams around. Um, I appreciate that analogy. That's good. Yeah. So I I think it is, you know, I'm not going to say it's concerning, but considering the kind of tough year movie theaters had in 2023 with, you know, the downer closing and several Marcus locations closing, it does. And and this year is expected to be a tough year for movie theaters as well, considering, you know, dealing with the aftermath of the strikes and missing kind of, you know, the, the big kind of blockbusters that were originally slated for this year. You know, any any kind of shift or change in the film theatrical landscape always puts me a little bit on edge because change uh, is scary. But I, I do think they're in good hands, and I do think they're, they're going to have an exciting year to come because, you know, uh, it, there, there's a lot of things that could happen in the city, and I'm excited to see what those could be. I'm glad we're both optimistic that we're that we've both been part of Milwaukee Film. Hey, I'm a card carrying member. I'm proud proud to have that stuck in my wallet. So I'm glad that uh, in your experience and in mine that we both are optimistic about the future of Milwaukee Film and both uh, curious to see what Jonathan Jackson does next. So moving on from film news, uh, Matt, I want to talk to you more about movies and also get your takeaways from the Golden Globes, good and bad. And I also want to talk with you about Appleton native Willem Dafoe's big week so far. So, yeah, he's had a huge one. And more week, big weeks to come, I would imagine. I hope so. So uh, stay with us. I'm Sandy Max on Milwaukee's Matt Miller. Stay with us next on News Radio 620 WTMJ. And I am joined on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline by on Milwaukee pop culture editor and film critic Matt Miller. And Matt, I know you recognize this music. Yeah. So some of the best opening credits music out there right now when it comes to TV shows. That is the Succession theme song. And Succession was, I would say, a big winner at the Golden Globe Awards on Sunday night. To- Who could have guessed? Everyone. The <laughs> yeah, to, everyone could have guessed. To cap off their, their final season, sure. But do you think, in your opinion, that it was deserved? Absolutely. I mean, in part just because it is a cultural, it was a cultural moment. And I think after Game of Thrones kind of went away, or I know there's the spinoff, but that's not the same cultural touchdown. But there was this feeling of where is the water cooler TV going to be? Is Game of Thrones going to be the end of that kind of, you know, everyone watches a show at the same time and comes together Monday morning is like, wow, can you believe what happened? And 
Secession ended up being that new show uh, that kind of took over that mantle, and especially in that final season. Yeah, I, I was not surprised that Secession uh, totally dominated the night. And, you know, like I said, very much earned, you know. Beef and the bear. I feel <laughs> like it was... Nice for beef. Exactly. Nice for beef, both emotional and Italian. <laughs> Were you... Aware, I had no idea about beef. That's one of the things I like about Golden Globes is, okay, it, it, it tunes me into things that, you know, there's just so many things to stream and watch. So can you tell us about beef in one sentence? Yes, it is about a road rage gone wild, essentially, with Ali Wong and Stephen Yun from Minari and from The Walking Dead. Ali Wong, stand-up comedian who also does some acting, uh, Always Be My Maybe as well. Yeah, this is a Netflix show that premiered, I believe, early last year, uh, produced by A24, uh, aired on Netflix as a streamer. Yeah, great reviews. I'm kind of surprised that it kind of held on as well as it did, because oftentimes with awards season, it's whatever the shiny new object is that gets a lot of the awards and a lot of the attention. Uh, But in the case here, Beef was able to hold on. And then you've got The Bear, which, again, another kind of big cultural move uh, uh, TV show there that people really loved and really, really appreciated over the last two seasons have become really attached to the characters and to the actors. So the Golden Globes, more so than maybe any other award show, care a lot about the popularity and about the kind of like crowning the, the stars of the moment. Uh, they're very much about the celebrity factor of awards shows. So it would make sense that they would really want to anoint the bear as their kind of show of this moment. I think what maybe was a little surprising was how hard Ted Lasso fell off. I don't believe it won anything at the Golden Globes, certainly not during the, the main show. No, you're right. You're right. And you talk about pop culture, You had the queen of pop culture at the Golden Globe Awards, and I still don't know if it boosted uh, viewership, Taylor Swift being there, you know? It did do better in the ratings, though. It couldn't have done much worse than last year. The the weird thing with the Golden Globes is that I don't think anyone knows what they're here for anymore, you know? I mean, back in the day, they were kind of a fun, silly way to kind of get the awards season started and, and, and all of that. And now they've gone through these controversies and they've gone through all of this kind of realignment and changing. They are no longer the Hollywood foreign press. Well, no one seems to still know who's giving away the Golden Globes. What it surely isn't is anyone who is going to give away Oscars, so it's not really a good, accurate precursor for who's going to win in a few months. And so I, I think everyone's kind of in this place of like, well, well what did the Golden Globes do? I mean, <laughs> the SAG yeah. Awards and the WGA Awards and even the Critics' Choice Awards have some cachet in that, you know, in the case of the Screen Actors Guild Awards, that is literally a body of people who is going to be a part of the Oscar vote with the Critics' Choice Awards. These are people who guide the cultural conversation for much of the year. With the Golden Globes, it's a few dozen, handful of dozens of people. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's this kind of feeling of, you know, what, what, what does this do? What does this mean? So we can talk about, you know, Oppenheimer had a big night. But it's not like any of these votes are going to potentially translate to the Oscars. The only thing you can say is that, you know, it's, it's really good to win. It's really good to look like a winner and to be able to take the stage and build momentum. Momentum is good. And Oppenheimer has that. And movies like Barbie and Maestro do not. So, yeah, right now, that's, that's the takeaway is 
Oppenheimer's doing great, and the Golden Globes technically exist, I guess. <laughs> and bless Joe Coy, the comedian, but I don't know that it boosted his career either. No, anyone asking who he was before Sunday night ceremony was certainly uh, wishing they didn't have an answer to that one. <laughs> um, I, I feel bad for him because it is a thankless job hosting award shows. You know, it's it's really hard. And even when you do it well, people think you do a bad job. It, it, it's a tough job. It's a tough gig. I think the Taylor Swift being a little smirky about his one joke about her was a little bit like, come on, Taylor, take a joke. You yeah, know? it wasn't it, a it biting wasn't, joke. Yeah, the, No, and it wasn't even a joke about her. It was a joke about how events focus on her so much. But, yeah, I, yeah, he, he didn't do great. Uh, I, I know he said he'd be fine coming back to do another award show. I don't think he has to worry about too many people asking. <laughs> I think you're right. And it was a delight to see two Wisconsin actors at the Golden Globe Awards. If you missed it, Matt and I will fill you in next on WTMJ. It's What's on Tap. Thank you for tuning in. What's on tap? You get to experience culture and creativity from Wisconsin and around the world and having fun talking with on Milwaukee's Matt Miller. We talked about Golden Globes. We talked about Milwaukee film. But what I really liked about Golden Globes is anytime you get to see a homer and Matt, we got to see two Wisconsin actors on stage accepting as part of the cast of the movie Poor Things. I was going to say two in the exact same movie with Mark Ruffalo. And uh, Willem Dafoe, Mark Ruffalo, I believe from Kenosha, and then uh, Appleton's own Willem Dafoe. Uh, Nice to see them both on stage. I think there's a very good chance we will see them also at the Oscars, uh, on the Oscars nomination list for Best Supporting Actor, uh, In hopefully when the nominations come out in about two weeks. But yeah, it's, it's really nice seeing them get some shine, and especially... You know, Willem Dafoe is having such a career renaissance right now. Not that his career was ever in in a bad place, but I I feel like there's such an appreciation for the stuff he's doing in very odd movies, like stuff like The Lighthouse and The Florida Project, which is a lovely little movie, and, you know, now in Poor Things, which is a very odd movie in its own right. Um, So it's really nice to see him get appreciation, and Mark Ruffalo as well, kind of getting out of the Marvel situation and reminding everyone that he's a really good actor outside of those comic book movies. Which shows his versatility, and also I I love that Willem Dafoe seems like such... I mean, both of them seem like really nice guys, but to see Willem Dafoe play such menacing characters and intense characters, like you say in The Lighthouse, and when he first came to popularity in Platoon and people, he got on people's radars and nominated for an Academy Award, but he seems like such a genuinely nice guy. He, he It's amazing. Like, he has such a particular face. It is, you know, you forget that a big part of movie stardom is a face. It's having a face that set, that is that feels unique, that feels special, that can convey so many emotions. And he can be so friendly on screen. He can, as people always joke on the Internet, he can be Willem Dafoe or he can be Willem Dafriend. Um, <laughs> I mean... I didn't even I, see I, that coming, Matt. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I remember my first Willem Dafoe movie was the original Spider-Man. And you kind of forget how perfect he is in that movie where, you know, he is a great villain and he's kind of the perfect level of camp for what Sam Raimi is going for in that original Spider-Man movie. Cause we've seen a lot of superhero movies where, you know, you go too far over the top or you don't lean into it enough, or you feel like you're doing some half measures. And Willem Dafoe totally gets the wavelength that that movie is on. And he's a part of the reason why that turned into 
the smash that turned superhero movies kind of into a monster. And he's, he's incredible. He's a great actor. And I also love that he did a, an interview today that talked about, you know, the state of streaming and the entertainment business. And I think he's totally right on this, that streaming has been bad for interesting movies. Sure, you have Netflix and Amazon wanting to, you know, support directors and make those films. But the problem is people don't go to streaming to watch challenging, interesting movies. They go to streaming like I go to streaming, which is to watch lighthearted stuff, to watch their favorite sitcoms, to watch silly things. I've been watching Top Chef all these past three weeks instead of watching all the the Oscar nomination movies that I should be watching. Very comforting. Yes, when you're at home, you want to watch your silly entertainment. When you go to a movie, you are committing to watching and committing to to kind of letting a movie do what it wants to do. And so I think he's totally right about the industry. I think he's a great actor, and I'm glad to say that we get to claim him as one of ours here in Wisconsin. And as any great actor, even part of Wes Anderson films, uh, as any great actor, he's finally, finally gotten his own Hollywood Walk of Fame star just yesterday. I cannot imagine a more deserving person. We we also forget he's one of the key people behind the Milwaukee Fringe Festival, which is a really cool little kind of independent festival in Milwaukee that does a lot of kind of different art and kind of, as the title of the festival uh, says, kind of, you know, kind of more fringe artwork and kind of more exploratory artwork. And I, I think that's awesome that he still does have a connection here to Wisconsin. He, he hasn't forgotten his roots. Yeah, those Theater X days back with Victor DiLorenzo of Violent Femmes. Those roots, yes. those roots in Wisconsin stand strong. Well, Matt, thank you so much for the time tonight. And I love uh, chatting with you. I might talk with you more as these award seasons, uh, nominations and the shows go on. Many more chats to come. Much more to talk about. All right. Stay safe in the snow. That is you Matt. As well. Thank you. That is Matt Miller from On Milwaukee. A charming moment from the Golden Globes by an Irishman who starred in Oppenheimer. And for Fun Outdoors, Granite Peak General Manager Greg Fisher checks in on the status of the snow on the slopes. That is in the next half hour of What's on Tap.